Thanks for checking out this episode of Business Black Belts. I really appreciate you listening and hope you get some great insights out of today's leader. Let's dive into the show. Welcome back to Business Black Bolts. Laura Hoover here with you. Another fantastic leader with us today. Matthew Zakovic, uh, the CEO of Future Donics, also 1-800-DENTIST, as you might also know. Welcome to the show, Matthew. Why don't you get us started? Take us a little bit about through who you are, what you're doing, a little bit of your story. All right. Awesome. Thanks for the introduction. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I specialize in performance marketing, uh, specifically with like, internet marketing. Uh, I work for a wonderful company, 1-800-FUTURE-DONTICS, also known as 1-800-DENTIST. We specialize in marketing for dentists. We have over 4,500 dental offices in our network. Um, and I've, uh, you know, I've been an entrepreneur and have worked for myself uh, or as a CEO for the past 15 years. And I'm happy to share my insights and lessons learned and um, happy to be on the show. So how did you get started in all this? Like, it seems like a very odd career path. Then again, all career paths to me seem very odd as to why people choose. So um, when I got out of college, I wanted to work for myself. I researched a bunch of different businesses. And what was really interesting, interesting to me was building like reoccurring revenue. So I landed on commercial cleaning and I bought a Janpro a cleaning franchise. Um, and the whole model is that they help you get contracts from you know offices and stores and warehouses that need regular cleaning. And I did that. I did that uh, at late at night. And I, I worked a restaurant job during the day and evening and then late night went to run that business. Um, that business was in the early 2000s. And SEO, search engine optimization, was just kind of starting and I needed to yeah. figure that out to get leads for my business. So that was the big moment where I found, wow, you know, I'm I'm really good at this. And this is this new thing. And it's who figures it out faster and deploys, you know, the, the strategies is going to win within Google. And even we had Yahoo back then that was still getting a lot of traffic. So I started to do internet marketing for my own business and then for other franchises. And then I realized that it was a much better gig than cleaning toilets late night to just get the leads to people. So that's really what I specialize in is, is how is generating leads for, for small, medium-sized businesses. Um, and then getting back to my origin story, I guess, uh, is that, you know, so I started doing this more as like a freelance. I had the commercial cleaning going. We actually started doing carpet cleaning as well. And I was doing the SEO on the side until I realized, you know what, there's way more here. I had a, a real estate agent um, in Seattle that contacted me that I knew through networking and I started doing for them. I said, let's see if this can work for real estate. And it worked. And I realized, all right, I've got a business here. Uh, in 2008, I started Lead Smart, which is a performance marketing paper call um, advertising company. And, uh, you know, kind of the rest is history. From there, I started working with Future Dontics. Um, and they're owned by a, a private equity company who saw great value in me and what I was doing with Lead Smart. So they acquired part of my company, Lead Smart, and then subsequently hired me to be on as a CEO. So I, I kind of do run two businesses. My, my day job is Future Dodics and being a CEO. And I still have Lead Smart uh, that runs pretty autonomous. I've got some great employees there. Uh, and I just really got to oversee that. So um, that's, that's how I got here, all through internet marketing and cleaning carpets and toilets. <laughs> 
Well, my next question was going to be, how in the world are you able to manage two businesses <laughs> of such a scale? Yeah, because so... one is already insane. Yeah. It, it definitely, I, I couldn't do it without the people underneath me at LeadSmart. Luckily, you know, LeadSmart started in 2008, so it's been quite a while. I've, I've got to the point of, you know, kind of automation and hitting a stride where we just do one thing really well and we just keep doing that. Um, and one of the tests of owning a business was I used to say this when we were cleaning carpets and doing the cleaning that if we're cleaning, you know, we got to stop cleaning because we can't run the business. And that was one of the hard things that I always drew because I had, was on every single job. I just couldn't detach myself. So it was really it really wasn't a business. It was a business that required me to um, work at it. Um, so it was a job. So when I left LeadSmart, I had to make a decision to to take the CEO job with Future Doctics. Um, and I had to decide, can I leave LeadSmart? Is it at a place where I could truly walk away and it would still run? And I did that back in uh, officially April of 21. And since then, I think with me out of the business, we're doing even better, which is phenomenal. Uh, you know, I just I did the people running it. I have one real key employee. Uh, he's a boy genius. He's kind of my prodigy. He's worked for me since he was 14 years old when he was uh, in high school. And he's just um, he's, he's super smart. One of the smartest people I know. He really took everything that I instilled in him and just did it with more, you know, because I pay I, I'm a real big believer in paying people on revenue share when possible and paying people based on performance. So I gave him a really sweet deal and he just ran with it. And I just, it, it's different after doing one business for so long, you might lose a little bit of the fury and fire. You've kind of conquered it. And then you put someone else in the position and there, you know, he took it and just is taking it to the next level. So uh, surprisingly, LeadSmart is, requires very little of my um, input on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, but Future Donics is a very, very full-time job. Um, you know, we've got a lot more yeah. employees. It's a 37-year-old business, so I'm, I'm getting my full-time work then <laughs> with that with that company. Now, if there's anything that I've learned about people who start up businesses in lead generation, is that they can go 24/7, seven days a week, and just be okay. I, I, with you know, relatively speaking, but like. You like you guys are just like an amazing kind of people who are able to just be able to grasp things and run with ideas. With that said, you use this startup and then you also come up and become a CEO of a completely, in theory, different company. Did those two things like help you to like merge into this completely different role, or was it like? A new thing. Let's take out a book and learn. <laughs> well, it's funny. I, you know, in some regards, I wasn't prepared and I needed to learn. You know, LeadSmart has always been a, a very small company, no more than 10 employees at any given time. And it's it very small, very informal, more of setup as like a solar, solo entrepreneurship. The business is there to really to serve me and the few people that work there. The, we never had plans to get really big and get a nationwide brand. So the the emphasis on kind of what the the purposes of each business were different because future dentics one eight hundred dentists completely different story much more employees but the synergy that happened was that the company had been taken over by a private equity company and they're they're running it as a marketing company and but they what they realized you know after buying it this is really a lead generation company 
And when they found out that, well, who's our biggest lead generator of all of our vendors? Well, it's, it's lead smart. It's Matt. Let's talk to Matt and let's see what he's got going on. And we had some challenging times with the dentist, dental industry during COVID. So that's what kind of bridged this, this meeting of the ownership. Cause I had worked with Futuredonics for like 10 years. I never spoke to the ownership yeah. and this was a new owner. So there's like, well, let's, let's meet who the people we're working with. And we just hit it off and they realized like we, we could really do well merging our companies. And I didn't merge all of LeadSmart with, um, with Futuredontics. We just merged the dental arm. And then it became even more apparent. They're like, can we get you to lead the company? Because you've got everything that, and it's real. I mean, there's maybe one company in the world where my specific knowledge was perfectly fit and it all worked out together, you know? So had I done one thing different, maybe they're not all worked out, but it was just so perfect that they're, here's this company, they're owned by a private equity that they, they don't want to run it day to day. And they need someone who really understands the business. And then, so since taking over uh, Future Dontics, it's been awesome. Um, I mean, we, we've we've uh, grown like 300% on our revenue. Um, we've we've reduced our our staff. We've reduced a lot of the, cut a lot of the fat away from the business. We're, we're really focused on a healthy bottom line. Uh, we're generating somewhere around, oh, upwards to ninety to a hundred thousand dental patient calls a day or a month. So those are, you know, roughly almost a million calls a month. These are people who are picking up the phone. They're either calling one eight hundred dentist or they're searching online for an emergency dentist or a dentist near them, and they're finding our site or one of our subsidiary third party sites. So that's really exciting. And I love what we do there too. Is we're helping people. You know, most people who are calling us, calling one hundred dentists, are in a dire situation. They they have a emergency, a dental emergency, and they they're, they they yeah. don't have a dentist, or their normal dentist is, isn't available, and they're relying on our service to find someone in the network at that very moment who can find them. So, it's not only just about making money. I love with uh, Future Dentics, it's also about that we're helping people, and then the other side of it, we're growing these practices. So these dental practices, the lifeblood of their business is getting new patients to come in. And that's what we're providing for them. We don't charge them monthly fees. We don't charge them for like ambiguous stuff like clicks or impressions or views. We charge them for phone calls, consumer initiated phone, call, consumer initiated phone calls that we sent to them through our platform directly to their dental office. So, um, and, and to ask you, how do we go 24 seven? It's, you know, if our businesses are open, so like if our dental offices are open or with LeadSmart or emergency plumbers, emergency technicians are open, we're open for business. And it doesn't mean that we necessarily need to be on call, but we're always checking yeah. stats. That's the one thing with, if you're, you know, you go to a lead gen conference, you will see everyone checking their, everyone checks their phone anyways. But if you were to look, if you're like, bet, what are they checking? They're checking their stats. Everyone wants to see their daily stats. Refresh, refresh, refresh. How much did I make? <laughs> That's what we're all looking at. So the, just going to dentists is extremely extremely small space in in everything going on in the world i'm interested how did how did that specific transition because from my experience in lead generation it's a very broad knowledge base right so did you have to become more acquainted with dentistry as an industry or is it or are you able to apply everything like, okay, we have all the experts over here. They tell me what I need to know and we can make decisions off of that. <laughs> a, a little of both, like from a lead gen world, especially if it's a small, medium-sized business, it's all the same thing. They need new patients, new customers, new clients, and they need a consistent way to get that and make a good ROI. Like that's paramount in any business. 
So I was good there. It was understanding one, like the mind of a dentist and the challenges that dentists have. Dentists are actually high paid hourly employees. They can only make money when they're, they, there's two terms, butt in the chair or when they're in the mouth. So that's when they make their money. They, it's not like other businesses where they can, you know, make residual money or money while they sleep. So I had to understand that, that portion of it. And then also understanding the, the vernacular of dentists and dentistry and understanding the difference between um, just different procedures. And a few times I got caught up, uh, they, they have practice management systems and, and um, I, I, I can't remember exactly, but I showed my cards a few times early on that I had no clue about dentistry. I'm a marketing professional, but now I, I'm understanding a lot more, of the, especially the procedures that make them money and how they make their money. Like, you know, uh, and in understanding, the, you know, their, how their businesses are set up and then how yeah. we need to deliver them the types of patients. Uh, for example, there's some offices that are really set up to take emergency. Um, and there's other dental offices that can't take emergency. They just don't want it. Um, so understanding how, and then there's, you know, how biz, different business models are set within dentistry. And then there's a thing called DSOs, dental service organizations. And these are private equity firms they're, they're doing what they call rolling up, buying up all these individual practices and then making them one big group like Aspen or Heartland Dental, Gentle Dental, those Great Lakes yeah. Dental for us here in the Midwest. Those are yep. DSOs. So is there a, a difference in like your marketing strategy then? Because obviously uh, there are, you know, kind of standards and kind of like processes that you can go through to achieve the same effect. But do you have to get like super hyper-focused versus a more broad approach? Or can you still take a more broad approach? Um, yeah, so, you know, whether you're a dentist, a plumber, a lawyer, people are going to search for you in the most common ways. They're going to, nowadays, most people are going to go into Google and they're going to say, service, whatever the service provider, dentist near me, dentist zip code, dentist, you know, city name, or plumbers, you know. So it's understanding how the consumer searches and, under, and, and it's mostly, it's not a big secret. Most people go to Google, but then also there's, there's social. That's a big one now in uh, social is a little bit different. So with dental marketing, but to, to answer your question specifically, marketing for a dentist is no different than marketing for a plumber um, because they're, they're both very similar. They have a, they have a geolocation yeah. that they service. They have a list of services that they're going to serve. Most of them, most of the time you're calling a plumber or calling a dentist, you've got a problem, right? You need, something's gone wrong. Your toilet's yeah. backed up or your tooth hurts. So it's very similar in that. So um, I think that's where I was really adept to an easy transition into future yeah. dentists because I, I understand where the consumer is going to, to find them. Interesting. So then obviously you're, the consumer is consuming these services in a different way does that actually change the bleeding edge of marketing because we see you know b2c is a different completely different marketing strategy than b2b and b2b is typically a few years behind b2c are the services also in its own kind of category for marketing like yeah. in consumer, like with social media or with um, messaging and and like that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, it, so with with marketing for local businesses, it's really coming down. You're not really doing it for brand awareness. You're doing it for lead generation. You know, you know, yeah. calls or web inquiries where the consumer is taking the action to to reach out and say, okay, raise my hand. I'm interested. It's usually end of the funnel. You know, the best type of 
customers you want to get calling you. So that's really for service oriented. If you look at something different, like maybe where you wouldn't search, because I'm trying to think of like most any service, you know, chiropractor, dentist, landscaper, gutter cleaning, whatever it is. Yeah. Your first, if you don't have someone that has been referred to you personally, you're going to Google's probably your first start. So that's yeah. really, you know, and, and thinking of different businesses that fall outside of services like products where it's totally different. Like where if someone wanted to do products, you know, me to do internet marketing, product sales, find somebody else. I don't specialize in that because that's going to be Amazon, Walmart, uh, maybe Google, Bug, maybe yeah. your search starts at Google, but it, it's going to be refined into a, into another product site. So, so local service mm -hmm. in itself is a niche within digital marketing and in, in ads and the way it's done is specific to that, to, to, to elicit a consumer initiated phone call for someone who's like, I need a plumber, I need a dentist. So would that be more along the lines of like um, your, you, you know, the same kind of like, well, let me rephrase. It's already an immediate, like, I have something wrong. I need this fixed. We're going to Google. Um, but does the reputation of like the individual small business service, is the reputation on their website or on social media presence starting to influence how people are seeing them and what I go here versus here, or is it just the first guy who pops up? Do you think? Big, big time. I, I, you know, with future Donics, our main product is the leads product is the, you know, the, the, we call it direct to practice calls, but we, we realized that we had, a, we had a certain subset of customers, dental offices that will call us all the time and say, I'm getting people appointing and then they're not showing up. So then we'd go look, well, let's see what your profile looks like online. Like, oh my goodness, this is what's happening. Is their booking was ABC Dental, whoever. Then they go and they do some reviews and they see, oh wow, they've got terrible reviews. They don't have a website. You know, everything just looks a mess. So we we did um, actually about six months ago started offering some reputation management and some social media management to these to help these cu customers out that aren't tackling it. And that's actually been a, a budding new area for us. That we're we're coupling to the leads program is this is this online product to really help because that's so important. Like if you're going to a dentist, like if I'm in an emergency situation and there's no other option, it's the only dentist you can see me, and it's Friday night. Sure, I don't care what the reviews are, I, I'm going. But yeah. you know, if I got some time to do some due diligence and I see they've got two and a half out of five stars, I'm not going there. I'll find someone else. Um, so absolutely, and I think probably more than anything with dentistry because it's such an intimate, you know, thing. It's your mouth. It's, you know, think, you know, you, you, who wants to go to a two-star dentist? Oh, you know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And then there's also a difference between a two-star dentist with two reviews versus a two-star dentist with 500 reviews. Right. <laughs> Which is no one ever is going to be happy, right? You know, exactly. in the middle of the road. Yeah, exactly. No one's always going to be happy. So then you can at least read through the, the tea leaves and figure out, okay, what's what's real here? Exactly. But they need that activity. And and what's and I'll, I'll, one big point about how how do local businesses survive in like 2022 um, and get traffic from Google? And it, so it's really cool what could happen. And you don't need to actually pay anyone to do this. Any business could do this themselves. A lot of businesses realize it's worth a few hundred bucks to have someone else manage this. So it's this whole the process works like this. So the majority of 
local businesses in Google search are found in what they call the map pack. You know, so you search for something local like plumber or dentist near me, and then you get all the map listings. You know, first you get the ads, then the map listings, and then the organic results. So a ton of activity and a throughout number, like 70% of the activity is going to those map pack and it's free to be there. But what Google wants to see is this. So you, you, you put your Google listing in, Google at the beginning will give you a little bit of traffic. What they want to see is, okay, we delivered you some calls. You, you hopefully should have got some customers. Now those customers should leave a review. And if that happens, Google will give you a little more traffic. And if you get another review, you get a little more traffic. Yeah. So like products that Future Donics offers, and there's a lot of other companies that offer products similar to this, is just to create an automation kind of process there. A patient came to the office and they immediately, when they leave the office, they're prompted by a text message and email and say, hey, I hope you enjoyed your visit. It would mean so much to us if you could leave a review here, right? They leave a review, they get a little more juice in the local uh, map pack, they get a little more traffic, they get more patients, they get more reviews. And then it just per perpetuates itself if they do. But but where Google's wonderful is it, it, it's social proof if they do good business. If this dentist sucks and they're doing this process and they're getting one star, two star, one star, two star, it's just going to, you know, they, they rightfully so don't deserve to get more more patients. So uh, the and this works for plumbers. Any local service business needs to get in and do that. You know, it's a game, but they've got to get in that process. And so many businesses are behind. They're not doing it. They're just letting they're at the mercy of people who just leave reviews and most people leave reviews when they're pissed off uh you yeah. lot of times got to ask for a good you know a good review you got to take the initiative so yeah i did not know that because i also use the find x place near me yeah i did not realize that it, it is starting to be even more dictated based off of the reviews given because i you, yeah. you know i'm not interested in leaving a review after a thing like if i had a good or a bad like yeah I don't care. Oh well, Usually it's gonna be pissed or something, right? Then I'm like, oh, exactly. Well, but, I'm really yeah. good. I'm a five. I think they call it five, level five Google Guide. So like my I, and only positive reviews, you know, four or five stars. I don't want to hurt anybody's business. I'll just stop patronizing them if I feel I was, you know, didn't like them. Oh, I need to start doing that now because it's basically like for me, I always thought it as more of like grassroots, like word of mouth kind of like, yeah, I would recommend this person. If I right. talk to another person who needs this kind of service. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's really about prompting. We had a mobile dog uh, groomers come and the mo they were driving off and I, I got the text message to leave a review. I'm like, that's awesome. She must have hit something like a similar product that we have where that she completed the job, which then boom, sends off the text message. I, I love that. I gave them a five star. Um, they're actually so busy now or my poor dogs can't get an appointment. Um, there's if an entrepreneur, entrepreneur listening. Uh, either dog poop scoop business or a mobile grooming. If you got a little more money, those are two big ones. All right. You <laughs> you brought it up and that was going to be my next question anyway. But getting away from business, what do you do to kind of have fun, de-stress, cognizantly get away from the day-to-day? -day? Uh, I know you mentioned dogs, but... Dogs, dogs. Well, intraday, I play a lot of chess during my meetings. Uh, and it's funny because I'll have people, I, I, I work in this home office here and I sometimes have people in the office and I'll be on these meetings, complex stuff, and I'm like playing chess in the background. Like, How are you doing playing chess? And well, a lot of times I'm losing the game. A lot of times lose because I'm too focused on my meeting, which I, is better than that. But I love to break my day up also with like a walk. Um, so I've got this awesome forest preserve. Um, that's a from 
door to door, it's about 4.7 miles. It takes me about an hour and a half. And it's like this beautiful wow. nature walk. So I try to get my steps in. Um, I also, I, I play pick. So the days I don't walk two days a week, I'll play pickup basketball with a lunch group of a, a bunch of guys. We've been 20 years. So we started it off. I was just a kid. And now, you know, we've had a lot of people come and go, but now here I am, you know, 42, we're still playing. Uh, so yeah, so basketball walks, chess. I also love uh, Lumosity. That's another, if I get, if I get my butt whooped in chess, I'll switch over to Lumosity, which is like the brain games. Yes. It's super addicting. I've been doing that for since, like, since they started a, a long time. So I've, I've got some, uh, I've got some high scores there. I like it. <laughs> oh yeah. I I like the, um the d daily kind of like word scrambles um, oh yeah those are really fun i, I like do wordle and spelling bee oh like yeah wordle <laughs> yep no i totally get that well it has been absolute pleasure having you on the show uh if anyone wants to get in contact with you more about you more about 1-800-DENTIST is the website the best way is email the best way is LinkedIn, LinkedIn the best way? LinkedIn's the best, the best way. I think I'm Matthew.Zipkovic. There's not two. There's one other kid. There's one other person with a name with me. A kid in Florida. But other than that, one of a kind. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, again, thank you so much for being on Business Black Belts. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And then same to all of our listeners. Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Business Black Belts. Should you want to see more content on both the show, marketing, and business in general, feel free to check out my LinkedIn. Thanks.